Hey everyone, before this episode gets started, we did open a Patreon over at patreon.com slash adeptusridiculous. Initially, we opened it to help pay for the website and podcast hosting, but if you do decide to support us, there are a lot of really awesome benefits as well. Things like bloopers and outtakes, Discord access, behind-the-scenes footage, monthly digital art, and some really awesome stretch goals as well. At $100, we'll be able to cover all of our fees for website and podcast hosting. At $1,000, instead of bi-weekly episodes, we can do weekly episodes. And at $3,000, we can start expanding our team, starting with the researcher, to increase both the quality and quantity of our episodes. Also, fear not, the episodes will remain free, so even if you don't support us on Patreon, which we hope you do, you can still enjoy all the Adeptus Ridiculous podcasts. second episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous. My name is DK Diamantes. I know basically nothing about Warhammer lore. I know bits and pieces. Uh, I know that the Emperor is a corpse emperor. I know that Magnus did nothing wrong, but aside from that, I'm going to need a lot of help from lifelong fan Bricky. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at AdRidiculous, and be sure to check out the website AdeptusRidiculous.com to stay in tune when we go live and when these get uploaded. Uh, Bricky, you told me this was one of the most important events in Warhammer. Initially, I thought that you were going to be talking to me about the Horse Heresy, because that's all anyone ever talks about when they're like, oh, dude, when you get into Warhammer, you need to start with the Horus Heresy that's it. Do that. What's 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 the most important <laughs> event that is not the Horus Heresy? Well, well, I'd argue that. The, oh yeah. Also, hi, I'm Bricky. Uh, you know, DK, you didn't shoot out your socials. Don't you want to be like I'm I'm DK on on DK this that and the other thing because I'm Bricky on a, pretty much every social media platform there is. Listen, man. Who <laughs> I I did the intro. I'll I'll chill later. It's fine. All right. I, 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 I'm, I like I'm shilling. Stoked. I'm stoked about this this important event. I do wonder, at what point do you have to say that you no longer know nothing about Warhammer? Like, how many episodes in do we have to reach before we're like, you know, I know a little bit about Warhammer now. I feel like there is so much Warhammer stuff out there that it's going to take like a hundred episodes before I'm like, yeah, I kind of know a little bit. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot. But this topic, yes, um, a lot of people do think that the Horus Heresy is number one a big bad event, and it probably is the one you should look at if you're very new right into the whole universe. However, to say that it's the most important event in the universe would probably be wrong. Today, we are talking about the Necrons and the Necron tier, um, and the war in heaven most primarily, and a little bit uh, of our big bad boy called the Silent King because he's a very important character and one of my favorites, and I do want to get on him a little bit after we discuss the Necrons themselves, because while a lot of people see the Necrons as just one of the many Xenos races, like the Tyranids or the Eldar, they are probably one of, if not the most important race in the entire universe. Oh, so I, I remember last episode, you said you wanted to talk about the Silent King, and I was like, man, I know the Silent King is a Necron, so surely... We got we got to get a little backstory on the Necrons, what they are, because <laughs> the only thing I know about the Silent King is uh, I said this last time, but um, 
He rides a throne and it's powered by like an old god or something. Yep, he his he rides a pimp throne and he's got an enslaved <laughs> god as a, as a battery. It is it is fantastic. Uh, actually, um, I do have a little excerpt from the codex in which I'm currently holding that I did want to read at one point, but we can get into that a little bit later because uh, there is a lot to cover in this particular particular part of the Warhammer universe. Um, I'm curious when I should get going because this is like me opening up like a 300-page novel. Oh boy, that's <laughs> that's boy, that's a long history of the Necrons. Um, it, it's a lot. They have they have a lot going on, and the Necron tier. We've... We're talking about the Necron tier. Oh, imagine Necron with a T Y R at the end. Necron tier. Oh, I thought we were talking like a tier list, like T I E R, like a there's, like there's tiers of Necrons. I was like, oh, 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 that, oh, that's what. You, oh, T Y R. That's genius. I want to get a Trays in the Infinite man spreading tier list. The, the top <laughs> uh, the top 20 Trays in the Infinite man spread photoshops. Tier list. This is this is it's... genius. Shy, get on this. Yeah, tweet tweet that out immediately. Post haste as soon as this goes up. We need to get a tier list. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. But um, I'm 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 excited about this cuz like as far as minis go, with the few that I've painted, I know that like Necrons are so popular and they're so cool, and I'm I'm stoked to finally learn about them and and why everybody loves them so much. Yeah, I mean they recently got a huge update, which is why they're very popular right now. They got a brand new codex just a few months ago. They got a whole bunch of new models. It, they kind of had the sisters treatment where they got a nice big range refresh. And uh, especially now, they're kind of the main villains of this new chapter of the lore uh, that in the Pariah Nexus and all the, the Indomitus Crusade is a big part of it. So they're kind of like the new main baddie in this current uh, era of Warhammer. So uh, with that being said, I think it is good to know exactly kind of where they came from. And so you can kind of have a little bit more of a conscious idea of what exactly happened to both their race. Why are they robots? Why are they robot mm -hmm. skeletons? And what's like why they have this Egyptian? Well, there's no real reason for the Egyptian theme besides GW thought it would look cool, but it's <laughs> why all those things. It's the only reason you need is it looks cool. It, I mean, it does look really cool. It's a whole bunch of uh, it's undead Egyptian robot skeletons. It's fantastic. And actually, before we do get into it, I do want to mention some of the old Necron lore. Um, GW has this thing where they have lore for lots of different races, but it's always the lore as written by X or Y other faction. So a lot of the times they can say, the records were incorrect. It's actually this, if they wanted to retcon something. Right. Um, back in the day, the Necrons were basically just Terminator ripoffs. Um, so <laughs> much so that their special ability to come back from life, known as reanimation protocols, was called Will Be Back. Wow. Um, oh, it was is... super on the nose. <laughs> I mean, that's this is very on the nose. That's like Tau level on the nose. <laughs> it, it is seriously, it's seriously obvious. Um, and at the time, they were just unthinking, unfeeling robots that wanted to kill all life. And that was kind of their their lore. They're, they don't know where they came from. They don't know what's going on. It was just, yeah, they want to kill everything. But now they've been fleshed out. Uh, now they have different kinds of dynasties, similar to have, uh, how Space Marines have chapters. Mm -hmm. And they have a whole thing. So, way back in the day, the Necron Tier were a race of uh, flesh and blood. Millions of years ago, about 60 million years ago, maybe even longer. 
Um, so way back when, Necron and Tyr's life was ass. They had super cancer. Uh, and oh. basically what <laughs> Jesus was that um, they lived on a horrible, horrible planet in which a star constantly blasted their bodies with radiation. And they lived short, brittle, painful lives of radiation oh. sickness. And, 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 you know, if you have you ever seen Chernobyl, the, the yeah. TV show, like, you know how bad radiation sickness is. Oh yeah, it's it's no good. That's mm-mm. no, it's absolutely absolutely horrible way to die, and That's so a that was their life was short, like twenty to forty year lifespans, give or take, or at least assumed because of just how terrible living on this planet was, and to the point Jesus. where creating like tombs and stuff just for the dead to only occasionally house the living was how they lived, and so for a while there was another race around there. And that race was called the Old Ones, uh, which was what the Eldar called them. And the Old Ones were these kind of like, I think kind of like reptile things. Um, if you played any StarCraft, they're like the Zelnaga. Or if you played any Halo, they're like the uh, Forerunners, I suppose. Um, okay, okay. Big, extremely advanced beings with a huge knowledge of space travel and astrology. Astrology? Astronomy. Yeah, it's astronomy, yeah. Astrology that, that one. like Aquarius and they were Gemini Mercury and retrograde and yeah, <laughs> they were they stuff. were a bunch of cancers. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least the Necrons here were. Um, so oof. Yeah. Oof. so the old ones uh, they were practically like nigh immortal. These were they were living the best lives that they could, and the Necrons or the Necron tier ended up going out and finding these old ones because they eventually developed space travel to get away from their horrible planet. But why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. Jesus sounds like a, worse than the, the Krieg planet we were talking about last time. Yes. Krieg planet <laughs> was terrible. Yeah. This oh, sounds God. worse, like 20 years. And you just like, and it's like, how do they even come up with space travel? You only live that, 20 years. How, like, how do you, like, Jesus, very slowly, uh, very <laughs> slowly. So their space travel was a very similar to how our space travel would be in modern day. They would have to go uh, into like stasis pods and then take like, fucking forever to reach a new area. Gotcha. Um, as for that, they eventually came into contact with said old ones. And the old ones were living, you know, their best lives. And the Necrons were like, damn, old ones, you guys should teach, teach us how to live that life and how to be immortal. And the old ones were like, piss off. <laughs> so of naturally, were. you have this horribly terrible radiation-stricken Necron tier race looking at these nigh, like, almost godlike beings, and, and then this just festered this hatred, this deep, dark hatred of these old ones. Mm-hmm. And so these Necrons, with their short lifespans, tended to fight each other because they, all the different, like, they like dynasties. They tended to kind of fight each other a little bit. So eventually, after enough quarrels, they came together under one flag and went out to them and they said... Fuck you, old ones, and they started a war with them. Can you? I'll That's... give you. A, I'll give you another ABC thing. <laughs> oh a, boy. A they won. B they lost. C both of them died. They, I I can't imagine them winning. I mean, they're this weak race of super cancer inflicted uh, beings. And you're going to go up against a bunch of immortals living their best life that are super advanced. There's no way they win. They lose. Beat. They lo- They absolutely get bodied. 
so much so that they are shoved into that same corner of the galaxy with their horrible super cancer sum, and they are basically trapped there, and the old ones consider them no more than a slight nuisance. Oof, and so they that, lose that hard. Right. Now, the Necrons here discovered a different race. So way back when, when the galaxy was first formed, you know, essence of creation, created the, the warp, you know, just, just like the dawn of life, right? Okay, there were these yeah. other beings known as the Catan. And the Catan are these uh, star gods. They're basically beings of non-energy, so to speak, but they kind of consume energy from stars. They're, they're not really, like, visible. They're kind of in between. They're not, like, they don't necessarily live in the warp, but they're kind of this weird, like, in-between. It's like an invisible force. Imagine, huh. like, an alien that you can only see in, like, infrared or something like that. Oh, oh Kind of okay. weird. So these Catan, in particular, were just kind of chilling around, and eventually the Necrons discovered these Catan. And naturally, after this horrible war with the old ones and how they got absolutely dumpstered, they <sighs> kind of wanted to find a way to commune with these Katam. Now, no one really knows how they were able to do it, but their main theory was the concept that since the Katan were these kind of immaterial gods, they need a physical material shell. So what they did was they created out of that kind of living metal. They have this thing called living metal. It's kind of like metal that regrows itself. And they oh. created these like statues and these sort of deities of said metal. And these deities had said Katan kind of like take over the statue so it's almost like the the essence of the star god entered the statue and gave them a physical form oh, and so okay. now these star gods had their own i wouldn't say flesh and blood but they had this like necrodermis of a body and they could commune yeah. with the necrons naturally the katan wanted to get the most they could out of the Necron tier. The Necron tier naturally wanted to form an alliance with these star gods. So there are a main thing called the Triarch. The Triarch is the, the real full-on leadership of the Necrons. And the Triarch, as the name sounds, Tri is made of three people. Two of these lower tier Pharaons. And because the Necrons kind of had a nobility system, they had like lords and overlords, and they had like a royal mm -hmm. court and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and then the final one was the Silent King. Now, this guy was known as the Silent King because he wouldn't actually address the populace himself. He would address them through the other two parts of the Triarch, the other two Pharaons. Oh, and okay. if you actually look at the Silent King's model, he's got these like two little little dudes next to him. And that's the other two guys, right. um, the, the current model. And so what happened was that the Catan, now in their new physical bodies, normally they hunger for stars, Right. But now okay, yeah. they hunger for their hunger for like more of the material realm, a, a satiation of this kind of like this new gluttonous feeling where they really want to uh, consume either like different materials or particularly souls, the souls of people. Okay. So, what happened is there was a Catan known as the Deceiver. Now, he's not the nicest of guys. Really? His name's the Deceiver and he's not a nice guy? No, not a whole lot. Wow. Wow. So what wow. happened was that the Deceiver came up to the Silent King. The Silent King's name is Zarek, by the way. Uh, and then oh, he cool went name. to Zarek and he partitioned him. And he said the Catan, way back when, had a war with the Old Ones as well. 
and they lost the war. And the Catan are super bitter about this, just like the Necrons hate the old ones. And because of okay. this, they had a burning passion of vengeance against those terrible old ones. So they said this, go ahead and align with us and your entire population will become unified under one dynasty again. And together, they will drive the old ones away using their newfound material power. Because now oh. these Catan, now that they have a material body, they are insanely powerful. They can unravel the fabric of reality. They can create black holes. They're, they're oh. incredibly frightening. I, I didn't realize how much extra strumph they got from these. Like, cause I, I thought it was just like, oh yeah, now they can like, they're visible. They can commune with you. They can commune. I didn't realize that they got like Omega level more powerful. I was sitting here like, why the hell would two losers suddenly stand a chance against this, <laughs> against this group that annihilated both of them? Like, but yeah, if, if, if these new bodies gave them that much power, I, I can, I can see how that would, yeah. I also, I don't see this ending well for the Necron tier. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll see very soon. Yeah. <laughs> so basically what the Catan also offered was something far more prized. It was the promise of full immortality. To the Necron tier, the thing that they most wanted to get rid of their radiation stricken bodies and to finally fully be actually immortal. And that's, that's okay. pretty good, right? Yeah, it's that's a, that's a, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Um, still a little worried about this guy called the Deceiver. Yeah, uh, he's he, <laughs> I feel like this is gonna be one of those monkey paw closes things, <laughs> you know. You got a good, you got a good head on your shoulders, DK, because that's exactly <laughs> what happened. So, the Silent King, in a wayward amount of ambition, eventually went and uh, talked to his royal court and his pharaons, and he asked, "Hey, what should we do? Like, like, is this a good idea? Is this a good idea to ally?" And it took him actually a full year. A man named Orkin the Diviner, who was the court astrologer, was the only person who said no. He said that it would bring them into a renaissance of glory, but forever destroy the pe his people. But he's the only one who, who disagreed. Uh, Orokin oh, okay. is also uh, a guy who messes with the time a lot, so it's probably a good idea to believe him. But, yeah. alas, they did not. And eventually the Silent King, in his own need of ambition, and his own want to get back at the Old Ones, he signed the contract with the Catan. And thus, the Necron tier immediately were dragged into damnation as oh. gigantic, <laughs> gigantic furnaces were created for them and dragged in chains. The entire populace was brought into these furnaces into something called oh. biotransference in which their, their flesh and bone were ripped apart and replaced oh. with uh, fully metal bodies. However... Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately, they also lost something else. Their free will and their oh. souls. And oh the Catan got fat. They got fucking <laughs> fat on the souls of the Necrons. They chilled there as uh, like millions of people strutted directly into biotransference and they ate all of the necron tier souls you know that demons and shit don't really care about the necrons because they don't have souls and they don't have a presence in the warp necrons are a wow. soulless robot race and most of them with the exception 
of the the high up nobility, the overlords, the lords, the silent king, are mindless, brainless automatons that simply follow the command protocols and the software writing that have been placed into their brain that are at the will of the silent king and the overlords themselves. It, they are oh. they are a, a soulless automatons now, and they have no souls of any wow. kind. Like, okay. I knew they were probably going to get the raw end of this deal. Uh, I knew they probably weren't going to be super happy with this deal. I didn't realize we were talking about consume the soul, become a lifeless drone. Jesus, like getting hauled off into a furnace and getting your soul eaten. Although I guess as soon as you said like, oh boy, these guys really want to consume souls and they really, they're (laughs) hungry. I guess, I guess the writing should have been on the wall for what this deal entailed. Well, you know, he is called a deceiver for a reason, but he was a very hungry man. They were all very hungry. Uh, though that is, and so naturally, no longer the Necron tier. They are now the Necrons in uh, their new uh, robot bodies. Uh, it's, it's pretty kind of interesting because when you look at the tabletop, a Necron warrior, your basic troop, was technically mm-hmm. like a civilian. He was just a guy who, who got dragged into the biotransference and now has been told to wield a gun and has programming chips in his brain. Well, his lack of brain. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of fucked. Um, the Silent King, however, he got some he got like top tier. He got a fucking Gucci shit. All right. He has a Supreme sticker slapped to the side of his goddamn <laughs> his goddamn rig. His, his stuff is like everything. Yeah. A whole thing. Snapback <laughs> hype beast shit. All right. He's he look he looks like fucking like Jake Paul. All right. He's a god. He's got uh, merchandising <laughs> all over. It, all right. It's like he, it's, you know, like the NASCAR drivers. They just wear advertisements. Oh yeah, there's just their their whole outfit is just stickers of advertisers. Yep. He looks like Will <laughs> Ferrell in Talladega Nights. It's perfect. Um, no, but his actually his body uh, is actually kind of cool. He's not like a Magnus sized dude. He's just kind of a bigger Necron. He's like a foot to mm-hmm. two feet taller. And his, but however, his actual body is super advanced. Uh, he's oh. very, very impressive. It's like perfect artifice. His memory is very, very good. His mind is clean, uh, but okay. he has this feeling of hollowness in him, and that is because he has no soul anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, there's nothing in there. So what happened now? As he he kept his mind, like a lot of the, the nobles did as well. Uh, but he literally got to sit there and watch his entire people because of his, like, go-getter nature to want to uh, get all of his guys to get all set up and, and get on the old ones. He gets to sit there and watch his entire race get consumed by these Catan. Oh, man. Which, and he's got a super good memory, so no forgetting that picture. Not at all. So with that and with the Catan just, like, fucking fat chonky fucking boys (laughs) they are super powerful now and so they went to the old ones and they wrecked base they supernova stars they sent black holes to kill uh systems they unlike raveled the reality of time and space itself you know they would take like a ship and they would like duplicate the ship from five seconds ago so the ship would like overlap in m- multiple areas of said ship and just implode on itself. Oh, it, like Jesus! They were super <laughs> fucking strong. It was insane. Jesus Christ! 
So, and then this was known as the uh, War in Heaven. Uh, this was centuries, millennia longer of a war, where oh they the Catan <laughs> took all the Necrons as their new slaves, and they Naturally. used all the Necrons' powers to just go and and just body, just body the old ones. <laughs> like, like, oh my god, it was constant. Planets were like raised. Completely turned to ash. Like it, it was it's disgusting. And I mean, the, I, I, I guess it's literally a war between like gods or god tier like things, right? Pretty much, it's a war between gods, their robot slaves against basically <laughs> gods. It, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, now, good old old ones. These uh, this as a race were psychers. Um, you know what psychers, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah, they have yeah. psychic powers, they're, you know... Yeah, like, you know, pseudo-Jedi, sure. Um, so they, as well, because the old ones were actually not that bad of people, uh, they were kind of raising <laughs> up other races and kind of teaching them psychic oh. powers to kind of be like, hey, they like to foster life. They believe life is precious, you know? And so they were able to kind of get some new people kind of growing up there some more psychic uh psychic people around the world and one of these were the uh, the eldar uh you know the eldar uh, the space yeah, elves. yeah 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 uh also the the orcs uh were one of them as well uh so oh, really Didn't well back that. in the day back in the day they were known as the crooks um they were oh. way scarier and way stronger and intelligent um, oh, the reason they're that's, not any that's got to be a different episode, right? Because they're already real scary and they're already already really fucked up. You're telling me they were more scary. They, they, the quirks were far, far more powerful and, and far smarter and stronger. The problem is that eventually after like millions of years of just infighting, they eventually became stupid. Uh, but if you've ever <laughs> wondered why orcs have like a psychic power, their their power of belief. It's probably because mm-hmm. they, they got it because the old ones gave them like the psychic ability, or or okay. helped raise them that ability. That makes sense. Okay, that, yeah, th- I'm learning. I'm it's learning, coming together, guys. right? It's coming together. The pieces are fitting in. Uh, that being, I, I will say, um, I, I have a feeling that there's going to be a couple like actually people that will watch this. I'm sorry, I'm doing my best, man. There's a lot going on here, but I, I think I'm on point so far. I think I'm doing okay. I might have got a couple stuff slightly wrong, but so far I feel like I'm solid. As time continues and as the giant war began to rage, the old ones had the webway. Are you familiar with the webway? Did we talk about the webway last time? Uh, I don't think we did. Okay. I've heard the webway used before, but never really explained. Okay, so the webway, FTL travel involves going into the warp and coming out of the warp. Um, which is why it's super dangerous. The webway is like taking a really nice back alley with a guard. Uh, it's ah. way, way safer and much easier to work with. And that's kind of how the old ones were able to live for so long as they were able to kind of outmaneuver using this webway and just basically cross into different areas of the galaxy in like a blink of an eye. Um, right. It's super handy. But eventually, the Necrons found it and they entered it and they started murdering more and killing off more. <laughs> And this actually leads into probably one of the more important stuff and something that was a little bit uh, contentious before, which was actually the creation of chaos. So the warp and the immaterium was always there, right? It was always Mm -hmm. a thing. 
And but eventually, due to the insane amount of psychic prowess the old ones not only had but gave to other people, those uh, subservient races were sent to like, bro, we're dying. We're dying. Go kill him. Get the Catan. Get the Stark, please. Stop him. It, it didn't stop him. The Catan fucking murdered them. And this just vast amount of psychic energy being just extinguished and raised and all this pain and, and death. There were little parts of chaos, uh, of chaos in the warp. Because the warp is, is like everything, right? It's your emotion. It's your belief. It's yeah, your yeah. mind. Your soul. There is a realm in the warp known as the realm of chaos. It's a part of the warp. And because of that, because of this vast amount of pain and suffering, that realm just bloated. It became oh. so much larger and more powerful. At least three of them. Uh, the realm of Korn, Zinch, and Nurgle. Uh, right. For rot, trickery, and, and war, right? Uh, and so, yep. so when a lot of people think of chaos, they think of uh, of just the warp in general, when in reality... It was only, at some part, a very tiny part of the warp. But because of the war in heaven, that's why the warp is so related with chaos. Because they've taken over such a giant majority of it. And that's why chaos is so frightening and so prevalent. Right. Well, I mean, I guess a millennia-long war between gods will do that, won't it? Well, not only that, but like, like Geneva's suggestion, man. They, They genocided like hundreds of species. Oh, and, and then they ate their souls. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. Why wouldn't they? I mean, yeah, it's gonna make it them more stronger. Food. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm still hungry. So after enough time, and after all this kind of went and it came and went, the old ones either fled the Milky Way or were completely extinguished. Uh, there's a good chance that they were generally completely uh, obliterated and genocided. Um, so Jeez. old ones do not remain. They are gone, gone. And with that, the Necrons or, and the uh, Catan were just, mainly the Catan, were just so fat on all the souls they just ate. And oh, yeah. after long, very hard-fought victory, they kind of started to, you know, kind of fight each other a little bit because naturally the the winners with the Apex Predators kind of beat each other a tad. Sure. But during this whole time, Zarek was just kind of sitting there like biding his time, kind of, kind of putting, petting his James Bond cat, and he was just waiting. <laughs> and finally, at the last stage of the old one's defeat, he took his entire Necron army and led a huge revolt against the Catan. And oh, okay. that is the biggest part. It was the Silent King's betrayal. So he, with the command of his Necron forces, wielded the exact same energies and destructive power that the Catan themselves wielded and immediately revolted against their gods. And it was oh. a it was a bloody war. It was a really bloody war. But the main question is, well, DK, how do you kill a god? I, I'm not exactly sure, other than, like, some mystical god-killing weapon or uh, they take away their bodies or they do some reprogramming shit. I like I, how do you how do indeed you fight a god? I mean it's Warhammer, so of course you're going to be able to kill a god because duh. But I I don't know how you how you turn on a god. So that's the best part is that you don't kill a god. This is the one oh. time Warhammer had an ounce of subtlety and then they com- <laughs> and then they completely 
botch it immediately afterwards. So <laughs> you can't kill a god. So, but what you can do is you can damage them to such an extent that they shatter. Their own psyche and essence shatters into thousands of tiny little fragments. And oh. those fragments, they then enslaved. They took all of those fragments and they put them in giant vaults and enslaved them and kept them in, in basically eternal stasis chambers. So in the lore and in the tabletop, whenever you field a Catan, because you can actually use Catan in uh, gameplay. They're, they're actual models you can run. And okay. if you look at their actual names... They're not called just the Catan. They're called Catan Shard of the Nightbringer, of the Void Dragon, even of the Deceiver. Oh. You can actually feel the Deceiver in game. Oh, and, that's so cool. Yeah, and, and they're they're really, really strong. But that's being said, these are some of the most powerful units uh, in the entire Codex, and they are one of the thousands of shards that you can actually field in game. So they've they've literally blasted gods into pieces and pokeballed them and now they and now they use them in their battles because they can't and they power that's, his throne that's that his yeah, throne that, is one of the shards it's it's, it's crazy because like we we were talking about it and i was like oh yeah you know i know that you know there's a god that powers his throne i thought that was going to be like one of the old ones that they just like haha old one we got you now you're gonna just power my throne because we got you revenge succeeded monument Oh god, I didn't realize it was one of the Catan. Yeah, uh, all there's a ton of ways you can feel the Catan, but um, actually, humorously enough, when the Silent King dies in the tabletop, there is a particular special rule called Vengeance of the Unchained, where the god breaks oh. free and it does like a giant explosion. It's pretty great. Um, so, also, so in the tabletop, have, would you want the Silent King to die like surrounded by a bunch of uh, units? Bunch of enemies? Like, could you just kamikaze the Silent King into, like... Ah, DK, you're learning how to play Warhammer. I'm proud of you. That, yeah! is, cor that is correct. <laughs> so, uh, the Silent King fucks in melee and shooting, but it's pretty good to head him up because there's actually a special ability you can spend points for to make him uh, automatically explode. And, uh, yes, it's, it's very good. I think it's called Vengeance of the Pharaon, and, yeah, it's... Um, Necrons have pretty good naming sequences as well. They have, yeah, they have pretty yeah. badass names. I like it. I like it a lot. I, I'm I'm liking these Necron more and more. The more I They're hear, the more I'm cool. getting behind them. Mm -hmm. So, um, with this revolt, they shattered them into shards, and they're pretty reeling from this war, though. And with that, the Silent King realized the Necron's life. His he looks at, at his entire people, right? He looks at these mm -hmm. soulless automatons of his whole race that he he basically doomed, and yeah. he thinks he realizes the time of the Necron is over. Zarek realized that soon the Eldar would inherit the mantle of the galaxy, right? It's mm. their time next. But he realized that soon, like the old ones, their time will also fall. And eventually it will take a while, but eventually them and the orcs will come and then they will go. And he will be there for when they go. So that began the great sleep. All okay. the Necrons went into these colossal tomb worlds and they all went to rest to bide their time and wait for the passing of the millennia except for him he did not go to bed he stayed awake and he chose to go out into the intergalactic void 
between galaxies and stay there in order to uh, have a bit of penance for what he had done. Uh. So it, it, with that much like pain for consigning his race into oblivion, he stayed awake over in the, in the dark reaches between galaxies for 60 million years. He stayed <laughs> awake. He did not go to bed. 60 million years he Whoa. sat there in penance for what he had done. Jesus Christ. 60 million years. And this is, just... the, this is the part where I wanted to read that one thing. Okay. Because I, I really like this part of the, um, of the Codex. It's one of my favorite bits of lore. Because the Codex has a lot of lore. And this one in particular, I think, is really, really interesting. Here it is. Man, my, my internet goes out for 15 minutes, and I'm like, this is hell! And he's sitting there for 60 million years in darkness. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all right. This might take me like three or four minutes to read, but I'm going to do it, all right? This is story time with Bricky. Rock on, Bricky. Uh, few beings in the galaxy possess the might, wisdom, and sweeping visions of Zarek, Last of the Silent Kings. During the nightmarish transition of biotransference, it was Zarek who emerged with the most powerful and advanced of all the bodies gifted to the newly fashioned Necron race. His neurological and sensory architecture, while wholly synthetic, is more advanced and precise than anything flesh and blood could emulate. His powerful android form is mechanical perfection on a level that no sentient being now alive could replicate. Smooth and graceful in its every motion, irresistible in its strength, and regal and intimidating in its magnificent presence. Neither mental nor physical ailments can ever afflict the Silent King. His mind remains more wholly his own than any amongst his people. Forever he was their ruler and did not endure the perils of the great sleep or subsequent revivication that have driven so many Necrons mad. That was actually a part of it is that during the uh, great sleep, a lot of their mm -hmm. minds and shit got fucked up. And so they woke up. They're even more like mentally damaged and, and their bodies are, are more like fragile and kind of fucked up. Oh, God. <laughs> for, uh, for all of this, Zarek suffers as he has suffered ever since he realized the purgatory to which he consigned his people. Millennia have heaped upon millennia, and still the Silent King's guilt remains as jagged and bitter within him as once it was. His sorrow and horror have been preserved by his mechanized mind as perfectly as has every single memory, thought, and feeling Zarek has experienced since the day of his biotransference. It can be said with certainty that such an impossible burden as this would have driven even the most resilient of living beings to madness and self-destruction eons ago. Zarek, though, is not truly living, and his torments have not destroyed him. Instead, they have honed him into a being of horrifying and singular determination. The Silent King has a plan for his people and for the galaxy, and he knows that he is righteous with his inescapable, unwavering certainty of a god of a machine. Zarek's will is a star erupting in supernova, a comet colliding with a doomed world. He is as inevitable as time and tide. The Silent King seeks nothing less than final atonement for the fate to which he consigned his race, and none shall be permitted to stand in his way. He is like one of my favorite characters in the whole lore. I fucking love wow. this dude. 
that is a hell of a like that is I mean, GW's got good wow. writing. Their writing yes, isn't bad. Do. That's that's I look, I I only use this word when I really mean it. That's epic, dude. Like that's, that's a, that that's is That's an epic gamer moment, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's badass. <laughs> Epic gamer moment. That's a that's a pog right there, dude. Oh uh, no, no, no. Shy, cut it. Cut it, please. If you're gonna go epic gamer moment on me. Uh, she told me we're, fi- we're fired. Damn it, we only got one episode. Damn it. Um but anyway, dude, I I was reading that and I was like, that man has a perfect recollection of 60 million years of memory. Bro, if I had a perfect recollection of the shit I texted girls when I was 14, bro, I would have ended it a while ago, man. No fucking way. Fuck that shit. This, this, this machine is more of a man than I'll ever be. Oh, absolutely. I I, th- I think we all are like, man, if I could remember everything I've ever done and every mistake I've ever made. No, I, no freaking way. Nope. I am. I am signing off. Goodbye. God. But that's that. Oh, boy. The silent so, is a boss, though. He is such a boss. Um, That's basically the the lore of the Necrons. They have now finally reawoken from their great sleep because the Imperium and stuff kind of pokes their little tomb worlds and. Now they're all rising back up. Um, some of them really aren't the same. Time is taking its toll. The Necrons yeah, really- themselves are, some of them are even more hollow. Some of their weaponry and stuff, like they can't supernova stars anymore. Uh, they don't really have that ability of like unraveling reality besides like a couple of the Catan shards. And even then, only to an extent, it, it's, oh. they're certainly not the people that they originally were. Uh, that being said, they're back. Um, the Silent King has returned, uh, not because of uh, them awakening, but because when he was out in uh, deep space, he found the Tyranids. <laughs> and, oh, oh. The, the, the Tyranids <laughs> came from a different galaxy, and mm-hmm. he saw them passing by, and he was like, oh, fuck. And so, <laughs> ironically, it's actually the real reason. Um. The Silent King's goal is actually to get his people back into flesh bodies again. Ah, um, uh, that makes sense. Sure, because that he's is, so his memory is like, oh my god, what have I done? I shouldn't have done that. I killed everybody. Everybody's hollow robot. Yeah, that makes sense as to why he would want to do that. Yeah, and so to him, he sees that goal, and then he sees the great Tyranid Devourer coming to his play, and he's like, either I turn them back, and I immediately am consumed by the Tyranids, or I'll have no one left to turn back. And so oh. he's quite fearful of the Tyranids. So that's why he's generally like, oh, crap. I got to I got to be really I got to be really careful about this. The fact that him and his race that destroyed gods is like, ah, bugs. It's, it's, <laughs> it's spooky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're serious. And the Necrons, they they generally have this feeling of, of hatred and they kind of have like an old man get off my lawn feel to them. They, they look around <laughs> and they're like primitives in my galaxy like this is mine how fucking <laughs> dare you they, they look at humans with just like this such disgust They're, they they look like at uh, humans as we look like to fucking lizards They're like <laughs> what are you or like a rat on your property like yeah get out of here shoot <laughs> except uh the broom they hit them with is like a it's like a goss cannon oh <laughs> that's a hell of a broom <laughs> It's, uh, 
It's quite interesting. Now, now, now I'm just picturing like a Necron housewife. It's like, shoo, human, shoo, and just gauss canning it. It's just, <laughs> just a metal Necron with a blonde wig and like a, an apron <laughs> on it. It's just a gauss cannon. Just shoo, human, shoo, boom. <laughs> oh, God. The Necron Karen. Oh, dear. Uh, um, but that's, yeah, that's uh, that's the Necrons. They're... It's pretty big, you know. The it, why chaos is so so big, um, why the Eldar are a thing, why the the orcs are a thing, um, you know. Yeah. Their their return, the Silent King in his own right, is is quite a guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, quite a guy indeed. Jeez. Now, now I know why everyone's such a big fan of the Necrons, and and why everybody likes the unit so much, and and why they're so hyped up. I mean, aside from like. Um, the Imperium, it seems like the, the next popular, most popular faction has got to be the Necrons. Like, I see everybody painting Necrons, and, oh boy, what a fucked up history. Like, Jesus. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cool, because you don't really get a whole lot of, like, uh, I, I don't know, in a, in a universe that's so, so full of, like, stalwart people, right? Like, like if you're in the Imperium... You have to be religiously zealous. You need to be so devoutful and faithful. Or mm-hmm. the Mechanicus are, you know, they're they're insane. Uh, yeah. But it's kind of nice to have a character that is feels guilty. Like, yeah, he's he's flawed. I mean, he's he's in a perfect body, but like he's he's flawed. He feels guilt. He feels remorse. He he, you know, he's regretful of what he did to his people. Yeah, it's super cool to have not only a character that has that feeling. But more primarily, to have them also not overly bombastic, because the character is is a playable character on the tabletop, and he's very expensive points wise, and, and I guess money wise. But that's just yeah. Games Workshop. Um, but comparatively to many of the other characters, like Magnus the Red or Mortarium, he's not this gigantic beat stick. You know, he's not just this giant demon Primarch. He's a big Necrom. With some other dudes, and he's just kind of a big Necron, and it, it's he's like cool. a big cyborg. Yeah, but it's cool that he's like a leader. You know, he's he's not necessarily the guy who runs up there and like uh, headbutts a tank, right? He's right. just a he's just a smart leader, as opposed mm-hmm. to being a, a huge beat stick. And, and I think it's really cool to have that. You know, it's it's cool to see the guy being represented represented as. Just the leader of the Necron race, not Oonga Boonga Migo Smash, you know? <laughs> sounds like an orc episode to me, Oonga Boonga Migo Smash. That's what I, w- like. I would, I'm very happy for an orc episode the moment we get into that one. A lot of times people consider the Necrons to, some people consider them being g- good guys. Um, they're not. They, they would <laughs> gladly exterminate all life if they could and leave the galaxy to themselves. And the Silent King is still kind of that way. He actually doesn't want to kill all life um he i think he particularly has a little bit of affinity for uh you know other kinds of life but he he particularly just doesn't want them all to die uh he he's more on the lines of like the problem is that all the other necrons do want that and so he's like (laughs) ah like he makes like forced labor camps and shit um which is bad but to him it's like ah don't don't kill them all just just have them do our bidding which is in its own right, stupid because they have like robots that can do anything they want that don't need to eat, sleep, or anything. But I, that's kind of like his way of, yeah, I don't kill them all, you know. Like, let's 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 be a little more careful. Yeah, he he'd rather have them enslaved than just you know genocided. 
Yeah. Um, so um, it, it, in its own twisted way, it's, I was going to say it's doing people a favor, but I was like, eh. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> come, if we compare him to most Warhammer people, he's, he's all right. He's okay. Necrons yeah, themselves. In, in the Warhammer universe, he's, he's not that bad. Though. I haven't talked much about the Necrons, like, like their units or their destroyer cults or a whole lot of the named characters minus the Silent King. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think we can definitely set up a, a second episode or slides for that because learning more about destroyer cults and um, old man Nemesaur Zandrak or something, I think would be really fun for a, a different episode. But for now, uh, it's a lot to cover, and I most definitely took the short route on a couple of them. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, th- I think I mostly got a solid, a solid amount of uh, of details on the Necron tier, yeah. biotransference, and the Catan. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and hope you learned something. I I know I did. Um, I, boy, <laughs> boy, it's a lot to take did in. I? Yeah, it is. It's a lot. Um, I I imagine there are going to be a lot of big factions in Warhammer that are probably going to take multiple episodes. But um, boy, we we learned a lot today. I mean, we started out with. A race that was, you know, they had a 20-year lifespan, they had super cancer, and they were just totally fucked, tried to fight some old ones, that didn't work out, made living metal bodies, uh, partnered up with other super gods, killed other super gods, their race gets absolutely dunked on, <laughs> I mean, it's just, whew, I, it's, 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 it's been a lot. And I, boy, I, Warhammer never ceases to amaze me with just how insane it can get. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and this is easily one of the more insane versions. So I'm glad we were able to cover this one early on because it does set the stage for some other stuff in the future. All right. So thank you very much uh, for watching the second episode of the podcast. Uh, naturally, there's going to be a couple growing pains as time goes on and a little bit more editing. Um, has nothing to do with me or and sneezing. That's a lie. Um, that's, uh, no. that's, fa- that's fake news. But uh, yeah. if you like to keep watching this, we have plenty of topics to cover. So with that, you can find us both at AdeptusRidiculous.com. That is a great way to find where we put, post our podcasts on basically like every podcast site. But that's a very good way to see where you can get it. As well as going to Twitter, which is at AD ad ridiculous as well. If you'd like to see some updates there, I want to con- uh, congratulate us a little bit for 2000 downloads uh, for the Woo-hoo! first episode. Pretty awesome. Uh, really, really cool. Much better than I expected for the first time. I'm quite excited. Hey. And yes, uh, this, this has been dope so far. This is, I, I love it. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. Yes. And uh, with that, my name has been Bricky. Bricky on pretty much all socials, uh, Twitch, YouTube, everything in between. Uh, DK. Yeah, uh, DK Diamantes on pretty much everything. Uh, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram. It's all DK Diamantes. And obviously, a uh, shout out to good old uh, Quiet Shy, who is on Quiet Shy basically everywhere as well. Basically. Well, YouTube, and, she's quite shallow, but that's sh- okay. Yeah, quite shallow there. Well, you know, that's just that's just an autobiography. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. And we will see you on the next episode. Yeah.